You don't just start playing baseball and then instantly make it to the major leagues. You have to work hard to get there. You have to have a game plan to get yourself to be the MVP. The Most Valuable Producers podcast is not for the average agent. You can't be average to become the MVP. Just like in the big leagues. You can't just be a one or two or three tool player. You have to be a five tool player to become the MVP. You can make a difference in someone's life every single day in this job, in this career, in this industry. What's your game plan? This is your host of the show, Mitch Gibson. You are listening to the MVP Podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of the MVP Podcast. My name is Danny and I'm going to be co-hosting with Mitch Gibson, who is the originator of the MVP Podcast. And during these episodes, we are going to be discussing indie tech and how to apply it. Guys, just a reminder, all these episodes are going to have a video recording where our guests are going to show a short demonstration uh, of the platform that they have. Okay, so today we have on someone who I've had the pleasure of working with, uh, Thomas Mann. And uh, give you guys a little background. We worked together over at Agency Zoom. And uh, he was a huge reason uh, why the team over there was extremely successful. Um, a little kind of a little background on him. He he was actually an agent himself and, and, and ventured over into the Inditex world where now he's just crushing it at uh, Arius Analytics. So uh, guys, uh, real quick, why should you listen today? Biggest takeaway is how you can utilize data analytics to make more money for your book of business by boosting retention, cross-selling, and providing a better experience for your insurance. So, all right, let's get into it. What's up, Thomas? How you doing, man? I'm great, Danny. I appreciate <laughs> the uh, the flattering introduction, my friend. And it's definitely... Uh, it's definitely a pleasure to be back working with you, uh, so to speak, in another capacity here. So I appreciate you having me. Oh, yeah, of course. Guys, I can't stress it enough. It was literally, it was awesome working with Thomas at Agency Zoom. He was always on top of things. Uh, and, and, and yeah, it's a pleasure being back with you on here. Um, so let's get into it. I want to go through your background a little bit, just so agents understand, because I've had individuals on before who were who was an agent he started his own indie tech company and you know i think it's interesting when other agents listen into this and maybe get uh, excited and, and you know instead of being an agent they move over in the indie tech space so uh let's talk a little bit about your background so talk a little bit about your experience as an agent and then why you ventured over into the indie tech space yeah, absolutely. So it can't be my background is kind of tied to insurance being in the blood, Danny, which I think you and I have had this conversation before. So yeah, a, a lot of folks, I think it's fair to say, even still kind of stumble into the industry, right? Whether that's yeah. on the production agency side, it's just like, it, it's more common now that insurance is a chosen career path. But I think historically, it's kind of been something you just found your way toward. Uh, for me, uh, I literally grew up around it. My dad was a lifelong agent on the captive side. 
and as you mentioned, I was an agent as well. I also got my start on the captive side, which is a pretty common theme that yeah. with agents that eventually find themselves on the independent side of things. Right. Yeah. Um, I got to say, Danny, I think I've heard you have a similar conversation even uh, in, in some of these podcasts. And then just, I know in your background with agents, I'm sure you've heard it many times of the journey from captive to independent and what happened there. But for me, that started with a, uh, a North Carolina based uh, captive insurer here uh, on multi-line sales. So not only doing the classic property and casualty, but also life and health. Uh, there was even a bank component. So analogous somewhat to like State Farm, uh, that company was was North Carolina Farm Bureau. And, you know, they still have a really strong position in the market in my state. Um, I don't think we we got into it to give the the listeners some background, but I'm based in the Raleigh, North Carolina area, right there in the in the heart of the state. So it's um, a single state insurer. They operate in a lot of different uh, states and each state has its own kind of way of doing things. So North Carolina was one of the marquee, one of the larger uh, states in their network. So it was training. Uh, it really did give me a great foundation, you know, as an agent. And it, you're kind of thrown uh, feet to the fire there with the multi-line you know, there's a large product line you've got to learn that's not just specific to them, but then you're learning about uh, all the other types of coverage as opposed to jumping in section at a time into the yeah. insurance game. Uh, but I really did learn a lot. And it was awesome because actually part of the the opportunity there was to work in the same county that my dad was still working in. So yeah. to be able to have him even mentor me uh, in not just that company, but also uh, in the you know, insurance realm as a whole. And I think there's something that happens to Annie for all agents that started cat as captive, well, not all, but a large portion of them. Yep. And that is the more you learn about the industry, the more you learn about what options are out there, the more attractive the independent agency model looks, right? Right. Um, that was something, Danny. So it was a good experience. I was uh I was with them for about four years. And it was a, it was a good ride, but the more I, I learned about the commercial side of insurance, mm. uh, that was something that that company did not really write a lot of, you know, they were more your, your standard home auto umbrella. Yeah. And because of that, I saw more opportunity on the independent side to learn more about the commercial side, which really interested me and also to be consultative which is my favorite word. You and I have talked about this uh, yeah. even back at our time in agency Zoom. <laughs> I'm all about a consultative sales process, you know, yeah. pushing product, whether that's software, whether that's uh, insurance or whether that's widgets, right? It doesn't matter. Yep. Um, that's not going to provide lasting value for your customer. So that's ultimately what made me make the jump to the uh independent side of things, wanting to mostly get more involved in commercial and have an, an even larger product line. Uh, and from that, um, I know I'm building for our, our listeners out there. I promise I'm going to get to the part where I got into tech, but I can talk, I can talk the backstory on, yeah. and, you know, the industry as a whole all day, man. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Danny, after, um, after a couple of years on the independent side, an opportunity uh, to to get into the consulting side came up. Mm -hmm. And that's where 
something I was familiar with startups before my career in insurance after college. I'd, I'd worked in the startup game for a little while and I wanted to uh, really my eyes had kind of been opened in my time in the independent agency world. I was in yeah. production for them as well. That had that there was this whole industry right around insurance mm-hmm. now. Whereas when in my time as a captive, that's not necessarily apparent, right? Cause they all have their own systems and processes. Right. So I was like, wow, this is really a whole ecosystem. And I wanted to be a part of that, uh, which is what got, we were, we were doing in that uh, consultancy I was with Danny, we were doing um, CRM implementation. Uh, uh, that was something that really I was a heavy focus for me, which mm-hmm. led me to start putting a lot of clients on our previous employer uh, at agency zoom uh, and getting to know the leadership team over there is what got me uh, in at AZ and and ultimately on the customer success team there. Yeah, dude, I, I actually learned a lot about you from there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the No, that guy's uh, from his journey from being a captive, going to independent, consulting work. And then that's it, it, totally interesting. I did not know you were more of a consultant for uh, CRM implementation, which that makes total sense now. <laughs> Why uh, it, you, you ended up coming on to the into agency Zoom? Um, and who who actually reached out to you? Was it kind of just like you, you met so, some of the leadership over at agency Zoom at like a trade show or something, or how how that happened? So honestly, Danny, it was migrating a lot of clients. I was working with at the time two agency uh-huh. zoom and then uh-huh. wanting to learn the system more uh, really, you know, bugging the support and existing success teams over there as an outsider. And that ultimately getting pushed to like calls with X over there and cat uh, yeah. and Mo even, and, and getting these questions answered and ironed out for some of these larger clients. And, and ultimately it was kind of like, Hey, we should probably have you doing this inside <laughs> rather than outside. Right. Yeah. No, that that's awesome. I did not know that. And it, it's funny, like how it all comes to fruition here. Um, okay, so uh, why? Okay, so like, why did you want to get into indie tech? Because it seems like you have passion here on the insurance side of things, right? You became an independent agent and then became more of the consulting or was it because you're more interested in being that consultant for others and building processes out or like, uh, why'd you get into this? That's an excellent question. And I think Danny's, it's the same answer uh, in a lot of ways that made me move from the captive model to the independent model. Okay. Options, man. Yeah. So it's all about um, for me where I wanted to, to get more involved on the indie tech side was the ability to solve problems because that's what, you know, fueled me as a salesperson. And that's why I talked about being consultative when I was in the production side of things is I, what really gets me going professionally, right. is just solving problems for the people I'm working for and with. And so ultimately that's where it it started. Danny, I'll tell you a a fun aside, right? So I'm quoting business auto Uh on a screen that is still DOS based. Right. In in the captive world. Now, mind you, this is like starting in 2014. Right. Uh So (laughs) that is I feel like that's kind of a a micro example 
of insurance has been leery of technology for way too long. Right. And so now the floodgates are kind of open, you know, insure tech is kind of a known word and we're playing leapfrog catch up as an industry. And I want to be a part of that. Yeah, dude, I love it. No, that's, that's fantastic. And uh, guy uh, or, or guys, just to recap there, uh, uh, Thomas is basically wanting to be a part of, of the change that's happening in this uh, uh, industry. So, uh, that, no, that's awesome, Thomas. And um, so, yeah, you ended up changing. So you, you ventured from Agency Zoom over to Arius Analytics. So, dude, why'd you why'd you join that team over there? Man, as you will recall, uh, Danny, we we really had a good thing going with our team. We did at AZ. Yep. We were having a lot of fun. I, mm-hmm. I think we we had a special thing there, and yep. um, it was tough, right, to leave that environment. But it's kind of the same thing, and that is, you know, my my same a different flavor, if you will, of that same previous answer. The yeah. change, right? And I mean, this is something we'll talk a little a little more in depth about. But I really thought that what Arius was bringing to the table. What has the potential and still do has the potential to change the game, oh, right? Okay. For our agency partners, man, it's um, it was a piece of tech that was kind of one of one, and it's something that even though there are a lot of really cool ideas circulating in the insure tech space, this specific one as a product, you know, I had not seen at the time, and then just getting to know the leadership team over here, uh, man, it, it made it really appealing. Um, to to kind of continue my evolution in the the change in our sphere, right? Yeah, no, that that's awesome, and 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 so I'm I'm curious. We talked beforehand before this uh, recording. Uh, the product is Donna, right? And that's the one. Yeah, so th- that's awesome. I I actually I heard about it when um I was at a mastermind one time. I heard about Ron uh, uh, Schroyer, right? Came up and he uh, spoke about uh, uh, Donna, and I was blown away about what it could do. Um, so it, it, and in the fact that it can take agency management data, CRM data, and give you actionable. Uh, 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 takeaways and and correct me if I'm wrong by that, but that's what I took about took from that uh, whole conversation. And I'll let you get into it in a little bit. But like, what like what does Donna really do for? Let's say I'm an agent. What does it do for my agency? So, you know the the tagline, Danny, for Donna is. If someone asks you what it is, oh, well, it's a, it's an analytics tool for agents, brokers, and MGAs is kind of uh, the, you know, the canned response. And then it's kind of fun to give that answer because you'll get some kind of eyebrow raised, like, okay, cool. But what the heck is it? Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. responses from, from folks. And yeah. I enjoy that. So ultimately yeah, that's kind of a, a fun little tagline, but ultimately, Danny, it's it's just a tool to help you operationalize your data, okay. right? And give you, like you said, actionable takeaways yeah. to help you make more money from your book of business and better serve your customers. So when we talk about that, you know, more broadly, what I mean, Danny, is we're taking into account your agency management data. That's sort of the the 
first data point that we're crunching, right? So we're actually yeah. connecting with an agency's AMS and we're bringing in all of their historical data for each one of their clients, right? Yeah. So once we've got that, we're running it through a data enrichment process. So for your personal lines clients, uh -huh. uh, so anyone's individual, uh, we're looking for outside data to pair with that to give you even more insight. So to give you an example that I, I like to use, I call it the mystery boat. So it's okay. like, hey, Danny, your customer, Thomas, registered a boat in North Carolina, but we don't see a watercraft policy on the books. So that's oh. something you're going to want to look into. Yeah. So all of this, Danny, still in our front end process. And so then we run this through a proprietary algorithm uh -huh. uh, that was developed by a team of data scientists locked in a dark room for quite some time. <laughs> and then what they came out with, uh, Danny, is the first kind of ARIA specific term that I think really can be transformational for our, our industry. And that is centimeter. So yeah. play on words for sentiment meter. And the, the quick description is we're going to give you a zero to 100 numeric score for how happy each one of your customers is on the personal and commercial side. And a lot of people immediately hit me back, Danny, with, oh, so it's an NPS. Well, yes and yeah. no. I don't have anything against NPS, but mm -hmm. there's one piece of a customer satisfaction survey or an NPS that Centimeter accounts for that they're missing. And that's being real time. So if you respond to an NPS survey that I send out for uh, to my customer base, you might be really jazzed when you respond to that survey. But two weeks later, you know, a tree has fallen on your car and you're not happy. You're frustrated dealing with your carrier in that claims process. And right. you're not as jazzed as you were. Right. So right. ultimately, that's what we're doing is we're building that score on a real time basis from both the historical data that you've got in your AMS, as well as the outside data that we're bringing in. And once we've got that is when we give you the actual output of DOM. So we we basically show our customers, Danny, a, a couple, I mean, a lot, but we kind of roll it up to three main categories. Uh -huh. So that is a renewal piece where we're showing you, hey, here's the likelihood that Danny keeps this specific policy at this yeah. upcoming renewal. And that's time bound. Uh, we're also pointing out retention risk so that you can proactively have someone, you know, especially if you've got uh, strategic accounts, like they're a uh, referral source or it's a really attractive account for another agency to poach, i.e. a VIP customer, a big one. You can yeah. have someone proactively working the flight risk. So uh -huh. closing the back door and then something that that gets all of uh, all the principles I talk to excited, Danny, and that is our cross-sell, upsell uh, category, which we call round-out recommendations, which are coverage-based. It's a line of business-based, like I just mentioned with the mystery boat. And that okay. is the the actionable takeaway for mm -hmm. you, Danny, the agent, to um, potentially add a line of business, add a piece of coverage, or you know utilize some of this outside data to make a sale that's going to have positive growth for your book of business in terms of what we call uplift premium. Yeah, dude, that, I mean, that's, that's awesome. And I, that, I truly believe that's, we can all agree people listening to this, you're probably interested about technology, but you know, this is where the industry is going. And I, I understand now why you uh, decided to join uh, the RS team over there. Cause there, it seems like they're really making a huge impact 
uh, uh, on the industry. So dude, that, that, that's awesome. I appreciate you, you running through that. Um, now guys, uh, just so you know, be, we're going to run through a short like demonstration of Donna here in a second, but I wanted to ask, uh, uh, Thomas here, one more question. Uh, Thomas, have you, have you heard of the, the indie tech showcase yet? Yes, sir. I have. It's, uh, Uh it's been buzzing as of late, right. As we we're getting to where it's not that far down the road. Um, and that sounds, I, I mean, I love it. It obviously dovetails nicely with the application piece that you're getting into in these podcast episodes. Yeah. Guys, the whole idea is, you know, we have that the term called insure tech, right? But insure tech can be a bunch of different things. It can be like uh let's say I'm I'm thinking like openly or let's say branch, right? Those would be considered like insure techs. But the reason why we're coining this as indie tech is it's technology focused on independent agents like Donna, right? It's focused on making the independent agent uh, have a more efficient, uh, run a more efficient uh, business. So uh, from what you've heard, Thomas, just kind of walk me through why uh, you feel as if this this showcase for technology is going to be important for uh, the insurance or the independent insurance uh, industry, industry there. So from my understanding, Danny, I think the biggest uh, thing is that you actually highlighted there is a differentiation between indie tech versus insure tech. And yep. insure tech, while I'm very proud to be a part of it, is has grown, right? It's not just, you mentioned openly and branch, which are great examples, but yep. on the insure tech space, you have companies that technically meet that definition that don't have any application for the agents that you and I work with on a day-to-day basis. For instance, right. we've got insure tech companies now around health insurance options, right. which you know a lot of our agencies don't even play in that realm. Then we've got uh, you know these bigger, we are an analytics company, yes, but we're trying to operationalize that at the agency level. You yep. know, you've got much bigger data companies and all of that, while there's some really cool things happening in those two spots I just mentioned, that's not necessarily actionable for mm-hmm. the independent agents that we work with. So I think that this event is going to kind of filter a lot of the noise and make it more targeted to stuff that they can implement in their day-to-day agency operations. That was a wonderful answer. <laughs> that really broke it down. Yeah, guys. I mean, basically, it's going to hone in on what you should use in this industry, tone out all the other other noise here. So, all right, guys, what we're going to do, again, all these sessions are video recorded. So uh, check this out, this uh, short demonstration. So if, uh, Thomas, you want to go ahead, just share your screen. Let's Let's dive right in to uh, uh, the demo here. Yes, sir, absolutely. Let me just sort through the 50,000 windows up. (laughs) Yeah, and while you're uh, doing that, Thomas, uh, kind of walk us through a little bit. Again, like these sessions here today are, are very focused, right? what we're, we we want to make it simple to have easy takeaways. So uh, walk us through kind of when you pull or as you're pulling this up, uh, what we're going to be uh, checking out here and uh, how this is going to benefit the, my agency. 
What's going on, loyal listeners? It's Mitch Gibson with the MVP Podcast. Stopping you in the action of the podcast. Promise you that this will only take a second. Are you a local independent insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Well, look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and do what we're here to do grow your business. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. Let them know that the folks at the Agency Intelligence Podcast Network sent you. So, Danny, what what I want to do... I'll be honest with you. Uh, Donna is a really vast product. So <laughs> there are, you know, this is something that you've encountered uh, from our time at Agency Zoom. It's yep. really hard to kind of put a fine point right on something that can be really deep. However, uh, what I want to illustrate today, because what you're trying to do with these episodes is really show the listeners how uh, they can operationalize something, they can have a quick win, a takeaway. Yep. And I want to show that even though Donna is a really deep platform, you can actually provide a lot of value and you can do a lot uh, for your customers, uh, depending on what your role is in the agency, using one screen. Okay. So but I'm going to keep it simple in this method, Danny, and uh, show some of the things we can touch on in our home screen. Awesome. And it's not a coincidence yeah, I was I was teeing you up here um, <laughs> when I was talking about the three imperatives that we we bring to the forefront for our agencies. Right. Yeah. So this is the home screen. This is where we're going to drop any users. And obviously, like a lot of software standing, we have varying permission levels in Donna. So I'm logged in right here as the CEO, which is what the permission level we call a principal or anyone on the exec team. Yeah. At the same time. This home screen is universal for even if you were just a CSR that was hired 60 days ago in an agency. And the reason I talk about permissions here is because the customers that we're seeing rolled up uh, in each of these three categories will be specific to you. So, Danny, if you're in my agency as an account exec, Uh then the accounts that you've brought in and are servicing right, or what you're going to see in Donna so that not only will you have the analytics piece that we're giving you, but you'll actually have the account context of these are accounts that should be familiar to you. Oh, that's awesome. So that way we're actually trying to mirror the process and and enhance, not just add more to the plate of, you know, the person in the agency. So I mentioned, Danny, we roll this up in, in kind of three ways, right? So we've got our renew customers here at the bottom, Yep. This is a running list of any policy that is due for renewal in the next 45 days. Okay. So ShopRite hardware here. Uh, what I'm demonstrating with this little piece of, of data, this customer Uno card as it is, we call this the, the card view. So okay. that's giving our account name, mm-hmm. the active premium for this account. Mm-hmm. This regular tag is just letting me know that they're in the bulk of my account. So what I mean by that is, uh, we have this VIP tag here for David to the right. That's uh-huh. just some the showing that they're in the top 20% by premium of either their personal or uh, commercial accounts. 
Gotcha. And then this C right here is telling me that ShopRite, obviously it's a an escort here with the ink, is a commercial uh, client. Uh-huh. And then we have one of those pieces that I, I told you, and this is what I'm talking about, Danny, in terms of things that Arius is, is really trying to change the game with. Yeah. So here's our renewal probability for this account is very high. So the the takeaway, right, is using this renewal as like a workflow. This section is if you're if bandwidth is constrained, which mm-hmm. you know is often the case in agencies right now, um, you can if you have someone like this, their renewal probability is very high. This last number, that's their centimeter that I talked about earlier. So they're 96 out of 100. They're quite happy. Yeah. And those policies renew in 19 days. So the idea is to help you proactively triage your renewals. So if you've got some customers that are very happy, say you even talked, um, if you're the account manager, you talked to ShopRite, you know, three or four months ago, everything was good. And Donna is here telling you, this is a slam dunk. I'm going to use my human capital in the agency on some renewals that aren't as certain, right? That might be on that. "Mm, Will they stay? Won't they stay? So that's just one avenue right here on your home screen. And we've got two more to go. So then we've we've got our retained customer section. Uh So the renew piece is at the policy level. You know, you see down here for like David, we've got one of his two policies expires in 14 days. The retain customer section, these customers have a low probability of retention at the account level. Mm. Now I know... Um, those can sound similar. So I really want to, for your listeners, delineate what we're talking about here. The renewal piece is not just saying, hey, these guys might stay or go. We're actually saying, you know, is this money in the bank? Like, are are they going to keep these policies with you? Whereas on the retained piece, we're saying, hey, the data that we're seeing in the airport, um, in the historical data points, everything that we're analyzing is showing us that this account may not stay, right, in the retained. Um, You'll see, Danny, a lot of times, like Ride by Faith Transportation here, their current active policy count is at one. So if one of the things on the retained piece that Donna is going to look at uh, from a trend perspective is like, hey, if this account's been with you for a number of years and they started with four policies or five policies, if that's dwindled over time, we're seeing a trend, that's going to be a red flag, right? Um, And so the idea here is... While the renewal process will help you kind of triage where you spend your time, the retain process uh, is more of like a, hey, these are DEFCON, like five, uh, 501st Transport. This is a big account, right? Their active yeah. premium is over 500,000. Uh, their centimeter, they're not a happy camper here at 56. And their retain probability on that predictive analytics piece is very low. So I'm definitely going to want to proactively reach out well ahead of their renewal, even if this is midterm and see what's going on here. Yeah. And then Danny, perhaps the, uh, the most exciting piece at the top, we've got our round out customers. These are new revenue opportunities from existing customers. So where you as a producer can come in here and say, all right, what can I sell today to someone who already has a favorable view of me and the agency? And I think that there is a likely exposure or need. So these new revenue opportunities might be a new line of business, could be as simple as this is a monoline auto account. I want to uh, cross sell the home, but it might also be something 
much more specific because we're doing this for commercial lines as well. It might be, hey, we think there's a cyber exposure here and there is no cyber provision either endorsed on the policy or we don't see a standalone policy for cyber. So we needed to see if that's really um, a likely exposure for this commercial client. And then from there, Danny, we're going to roll that up to actually give the agency um, a guesstimate of if they sell that recommendation, what's that going to net them in terms of uplift premium? So for instance, if uh, there's a recommendation to say, hey, Danny, you should sell uh, Rosso Inc. here, uh, a commercial umbrella, and your average premium for a commercial umbrella is $3,000 annualized, then you're going to get a $3,000 premium in that uplift premium. And why that matters is we are tailoring these numbers to be realistic for your agency, right? It's based on what we've seen are the premiums in your book of business. So we're not going to be giving a uh, California risk premium that has a much higher property insurance rate uh, to an agent that's, you know, in the Midwest where they're insulated from a lot of those risks. So we, we really try and be thoughtful and, and put the context of the agent and, and where their agency is in terms of scope, scale, uh, and geography even as, as part of this process. So actually, Danny, I don't think you and I, we've maybe talked about Donna briefly, but yeah. I don't think I have you know even given you this much context. So I definitely want to show quickly um, a quick view, which is what happens when we open this card view and, and give yeah. you a little perspective. But right before ahead, I man. do, uh, that was me talking a lot, my friend. Anything you want to add to that okay. or, or have so, to clarify? Uh, guys, uh, first off, I have so many questions, but for time's sake, I, I, for <laughs> those of you who know me, I could ask 50 million questions and you're like, Danny, just dude, stop it. Um, so, but this is what, I, like, one of the things that I'm taking away from this is what I'm starting to learn in my career is, I, I mean, really how much time I need to focus on certain things. There's only so much time during the day, um, call it like the time bank or something, right? And renew and retain customer. Like, if I've been an established agency for, you know, let's say five plus years, wow. How powerful is that to be able to tell me where I should spend my time? Because if you think about it, if I'm using a management system and a CRM together, your CRM, if you've got it hooked up to where it's helping you follow up for renewals, right? Maybe you start your process 90 days prior to, but are you spending time on the right customer or the right policy within that customer that that you should that should be focused on, right? I, I don't if my retire my centimeter score right is going to be in the green, then well, I, I should you know I should still provide attention, but I should be focusing on these you know these logos right in here that are in wow the orange and reds, right? My CRM cannot Absolutely. tell me that it does not. It gives me tasks because automation has told me to but it's not guiding me into who to reach out to. So that's my comment. I think that's wonderful. <laughs> I hope, I wish we had that <laughs> for the company I work with. So, That'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't see Danny why, you know, it, this one's obviously insurance focused, but the concept, right. I think any industry would be like, where can I get this? Oh right? yeah. It's like a no brainer. Yeah. dude. <laughs> um, 
I will show you this real quick, uh, Danny. This is so this is obviously a very like bird's eye view of that account, right? Yeah. But so I'll I'll use a, a commercial example here for Rosso Inc. If I just click right in here and remember, I've still haven't gone from any other screen in Donna. So we see that their centimeters broken out um, at a 99. They're pretty happy. We've mm -hmm. got this round out probability is very high. This retain probability is also very high. Now, I talked about some of that outside data. Yeah. Remember, I said that we're doing that for your personal lines customers. We need individuals. So mm. that's why you're seeing no data available here because this is a commercial lines account. Yep. Personal info, that just means info pulled over from your management system. Yep. Um, if there is a recent change, so if we've seen a data point uh, that's going to send that centimeter up or down, then it'll be a little asterisk here. Uh -huh. uh, we'll mention that. So this, this particular account has been stable because uh, if I click expand all, I'm not seeing details on what changed that. So that means they've been locked at this 99 for, you know, roughly 90-ish days. This relationship tab, this is without having to go to AMS 360 or QQ or whatever your agency management system is, mm. uh, you can look right here. I can expand all of these and see some pertinent policy info. Oh, so I can yeah. see their issue date, that policy premium is the policy active and uh, those expiration dates, status change dates, what the line of business is and who the carrier is with. You can see that for even if they had 14 policies, I could just click through. And then on the recommendation side, uh, these are those coverage based or, um, you know, line of business based recommendations. And it's wow. funny, I use that example. I did not tee this one up, Danny, but so they're saying there's a potential coverage issue or an upsell opportunity related to cyber. So this insurer does not have a data breach or cyber policy in place. Check the account for coverage and make sure the limits are appropriate for the exposure or consider this standalone cyber product and it's giving you the why. So one of the things, Danny, I really love about Donna is that it is a turnkey system. So oh, yeah. if you sign up for Donna, we integrate your data, then this is a consultative interface, right? I am, if you are a new customer, I'm onboarding. I When I give you the keys, right? You don't have to build anything in here. There yeah. are some things you can create some custom segments and do a few things uh, that that you can customize yourself, but you're not, it's not a lift for you or your team to, to get this up and running. Mm. So these little buttons down here, this is the feedback. And this is where that whole AI and analytics piece gets really cool to me, Danny, because over time you give us this social media style feedback. So we call this kudos. Hey, this is good. Send me more cyber. Yeah. Unhelpful would be used as like, hey, this is wrong. Uh, like he already has a cyber policy or something. Obviously, Donna's uh, not perfect. No, no algorithm is. Uh, but we want to correct that. And then we've yeah. got not applicable, which is like, hey, cyber, there's just no exposure for this account. You give us the feedback on these recommendations and we're going to tailor your Donna experience to your agency. Uh, that's so awesome. over time, you're going to see more of what you want to see, less of what you don't. And then you might uh, notice, Danny, a familiar logo right here. Yeah, I did see that. Zoom logo. going to say yeah, so. <laughs> so if, uh, if you click this uh, and you're an agency Zoom user, then you can send this recommendation as well as the contact info that you would need on this account with just this click right here to whatever pipeline you want in agency Zoom and let your automated process uh, run even without you, like if you're teeing up a cross sale before your producer has even reached out, you know, you could have 
had a few events running. Dude, that's so I'm like thinking about so many possibilities in my brain right now. Like I'm thinking like adding a task in my CRM to come check here, like specific days. Um, and then like come in here, just check out the roundabout, and then like, oh wow, I can create a lead. And you know, like that, dude, that's powerful. Cause I, you know, like a producer or like your producer, sales individual, whatever, we're always looking for qualified leads, right? The leads that you, we want to have those, uh, those conversations with that uh, fit for what they're looking for. And it seems like this is helping do that. Uh, dude, this is, this is awesome. I'm, I'm glad you pulled up the card because <laughs> I, yeah, you yeah, said, we were going to show just the, the scoreboard here for a second or the dashboard. <laughs> so one other thing, Danny, like I said, Donna's vast program. So I, I've given you that much context and we've technically not left the single home screen. Right. Yeah. So I'll give, uh, I'll give the, the listeners a, a teaser here. So this sidebar, um, if you have a CEO permission, this dashboard is going to give you some high level insight to how the agency is performing, right? We can see this data in terms of trends, customize that time scale uh, and slice and dice that here at this screen. Insights we're going to pull out. You said you're always looking for qualified leads. We're going to pull out specific segments uh, for a producer here. Uh, we're going to look at carrier analytics, benchmarking the customer experience across the different carriers that you partner with. Wow. Uh, dig deeper into that outside data and do some potential forecasting and benchmarking against other high performing agencies here. So little teaser, if, if anybody wants to learn more, even you, Danny, we can yeah. uh, offline, we can go further, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm in. I'm always, uh, as you guys know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing these sessions because I'm uh, extremely curious about uh, indie tech vendors out there uh, that are really trying to to push the industry and and from what i've seen like yeah this is amazing i've seen a bunch of tech out there uh giving me insightful data to make to take actionable takeaway or give me actions to better my agency i know i'm not an agent but uh, i mean shoot i mean i'd be jumping on this <laughs> i mean from what i've seen so thomas thank you for sharing here uh guys um if you want to go ahead and uh, uh check out uh, uh donna um uh, actually thomas tell uh, i guess real quick how should they reach out should they go to the website should they just email you i mean Absolutely. You can go to donnaforagents.com, check that out. But yeah. I'd be more than happy, Danny, they can um, reach out to me. And, you know, when we we post this episode, I'll give you contact details, of course, but uh, I'll even make it easy. It's Thomas at Arius Analytics. We both got the logo up for him today. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can see it. It's my email address. <laughs> yeah. So Thomas at Arius Analytics, reach out. Uh, and I'll also put Danny, my, my LinkedIn, uh, when we publish this out for them to, to reach out and learn more. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So we're going to close this out now. I always close. I get excited again. I'm, I'm extremely excited about technology all the time. Uh, uh, Thomas, two to three technology vendors out there that you feel agents should check out. Well, Danny, you you hit me with that that two to three, and you know I'm going to come up with a, a creative way to say what I want to say. That's okay. Uh, do it within that framework. <laughs> so I, I actually 
Danny, if you guys and I haven't um, had a chance to see if Mitch signs off with something similar, but yeah. if, as you guys are doing these sessions, I think there's a lot of value in asking folks in the industry who are some other companies they admire, but I want to actually uh, take it a little further yeah. and go concepts, right? Please. So I would say for, for agencies that are looking to get, you know, the indie tech advantage or the digital agency model, uh, there are a few things that, that are imperative right to do um, to make sure that you can get the most out of your agency without everybody having to do everything. Uh -huh. So first and foremost, this will come as no surprise to anyone who's talked to me about implementation and, uh, you know, agency structure. You've, you've got to have a CRM, right? Yeah. Um, no surprise. Us both have an agency zoom background. I'm going to plug yeah. AZ, but you even mentioned better agency. Um, I certainly always encourage uh, agencies to, you know, do their research because while a lot of CRM functionality overlaps, there's always a little few tweaks that, you know, may mirror your agency's needs or process better. Yep. So I would say if you, if you are an, an agent listening to this and I don't care if you got a hundred thousand in premium and you started 90 days ago, right. Get a CRM and the sooner you implement it, the better. However, uh, I think the next piece, Danny, that I want to highlight is harnessing the power of automation. So that's something that I you I've talked on this episode, Danny, and uh, with a lot of agents about catching up on the technology side. Don't yep. think you have to touch everything, right? Like where we can let a computer do it for us, let's do that. So there are some non-insurance specific solutions out there, like Zapier, which is you know yep. an industry standard across a lot of uh, verticals, but um, Adapt API is a company I would say check out. They're yeah. doing some really cool things, uh, as well as um, Insurance Gig, which are both kind of doing Zapier esque type. Let me just put this piece of data elsewhere specific yeah. to our industry. Um, so I would say that would be my second and the third. Danny, I know this is weird because we're we're focused on indie tech, but mm -hmm. this is really um, on the human capital side of things. And that is, you know, if you're if you are a forward thinking agency owner, you're implementing tech solutions, right? You should always be looking um, for for people smarter than you or subject matter experts, right? So that you don't have to be kind of a jack of all trades. So I would say, you you heard me mention this: the consulting world has yeah. gotten really targeted, right, in the insurance space. So, a good friend of mine, Carrie Wallace. She is doing some awesome stuff in terms of agency valuation, knowing your financials. So it's huge for me on the analytic side. This was important when we worked at Agency Zoom. Yeah. Uh, like data cleanliness, we can help with that. There's another piece of that, which is like your financial cleanliness, making sure your accounting solid, knowing what your agency's worth in terms of a perpetuation plan. If you want to borrow against your agency to acquire more business uh, there's a lot you can learn from folks like Carrie, um, Mick Hunt doing RevOps at Premier Strategy Box. Yeah, no, Mick, uh, he's great. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's um, there are some really smart folks um, that can help you grow, you know, as a fractional member of your team uh, and have have really put in a lot of time and a lot of years that can help shorten your learning curve. Dude, you just crushed my question. Just like 
blew it out of the ballpark there. <laughs> what, dude, what an answer. Guys, that was awesome. I I, it, I mean, I've, I seriously have learned so much today. Um, I, that's why I said in the beginning of this, it was a pleasure meeting Thomas and working with him because, dude, he is so much knowledge up there. But, uh, dude, you're the man. I appreciate you hopping on here, discussing your journey um, and running us through what uh, uh, Arius Analytics is doing uh, uh, with Donna. So, Thomas, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Danny. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I'm always, always down to talk about what's going on in our industry because it's uh, it's always changing. So it's, I appreciate it. It's a good one, guys. It's ever, it's changing so fast. So, guys, at the end of the day, uh, we discuss indie tech and how it'll help your agency. So thanks for listening and catch you on the next episode. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.